Welcome into the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast for Friday, March 4th. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield here, and we had teased yesterday that we were going to be bringing in a salary cap expert for a particular team. Uh, that team is the New England Patriots, so if you are a fan of any other team, you can now stop listening. If you are a Pats fan, we appreciate you staying on for the entirety of our show. Mark, before we get to our guest, a uh, very happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you, my friend. And uh, this is a guy who uh, we've uh, been following on Twitter for quite a while and uh, happy to finally have the chance to talk to him. Uh, his name is Miguel Benzon, and he is uh, able to be followed on Twitter at Pat's Cap. He is uh, probably the best resource, in my opinion, out there for any Patriots-related uh, contract issues in any way, shape, or form. And Miguel, I really appreciate you joining us today. Well, thank you so much for those very kind words. Anytime, anytime. Love listening to you guys' show. <laughs> well, I didn't really, didn't, really, didn't really appreciate the singing, but... Other than <laughs> oh, that. you didn't like the sitting? The sitting was pretty good, Mi- I thought. Miguel, who, who did it better? Come on. Oh, we don't... Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> you don't yeah, have to answer. No one, no one was particularly good. It was good. Chuck. It's okay. You can say it, Miguel. It was Chuck. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Okay, it was Chuck. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit just about your background first and how you got into uh, covering the salary cap for the Patriots. I mean, it's it's kind of dry work. Were you kind of out there and just couldn't find the information, so you said you'd do it yourself? Well, actually, it, wasn't really, it was the other way around, Chuck. It was like um, it was the information was out there. I would, one day I would read a story on the Boston Herald saying this place was players would get cut with three million dollars. Next day, I read it from the Boston Globe would be four million dollars. So I said that, that can't be right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I decided to say, you know, and then the fans on fans would be saying the same thing about blah blah blah. So I decided, well, if I could just research the CBA. I could um, I could be like the person to, to talk about to to be an expert on this Patriot salary cap, and then that's what you know what I've been doing it for like for 15 years. So that's the, I've been. Have become, I think, the the go to service on the on the Patriots salary cap. Well, it certainly is. A, yeah, it's 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 a phenomenal resource. And I guess my first question then, when when we talk about what's going on today, in terms of obviously, we had the Tom Brady deal that was announced uh, a couple days ago. Now we still don't have full details on what that deal is going to look like. But you laid out a couple different options. What exactly are the differences between the uh, variations that you laid out a couple days ago? Well, basically, it really depends on how much of a signing bonus he's going to get. The bigger the smaller signing bonus, the, the bigger the cap savings for the Patriots for the 2015 season. Um, like you said, it hasn't, the deal hasn't been announced. Um, so it's going to be interesting after hearing about what Sam Bradford got and Joe Flacco got. Nate, I was thinking about tweeting this later, so I'm going to actually But I was thinking maybe what if he just gets Joe Flacco's signing bonus of $40 million and doesn't change his cap number at all for 2016. That's a possibility, you know, saying maybe the pace of the deal was, the, I'm thinking more and more like this, that it's a possibility that he doesn't decrease his cap number, he just gets paid like the top quarterback he does get the he is. It's a possibility, it's just a, but he's, at, at, at the other way around, if he does create cap space, I'm thinking they're going to create about $3 million. So I'm thinking he's going to get it. My guess, hand to the fire, is that he got a $20 million signing bonus. 
Miguel, and two other moves that the Patriots made this week, they um, let go of Brandon LaFell and Scott Chandler. What did that do for cap space? And do you see New England turning around and, you know, taking any savings and reinvesting that into those two positions? Well, I definitely, it created about $3.675 million in cap space. I definitely see them going, targeting replacements in free agency. Personal favorite of mine would be Dwayne Allen, because I think he may be on a, like, you can probably get him, hopefully, on a one-year prove-it deal with incentives laden, or maybe somebody like a Ladarius Green as a, as a tight end, try to, you know, or, like, in, in for the wide receivers, my personal favorites would be, like, Muhammad Sanu from the Bengals or Rashad Matthews from the Dolphins. I do, I, my personal guess is that, um, that they're going to probably double dip in free, you know, Really attack free agency, trying to get some guys, two or three, two or three players, in, increase the competition in training camp, and, and uh, at just the wide receiver, and maybe, two, maybe then get a one a guy on a one year proven deal, and then maybe another guy who's going to sign up maybe for a two or three year deal. Miguel, what do you see coming up with, uh, and obviously the next couple of years are pretty big in terms of the potential free agents that are leaving the New England Patriots here. You talk about the names that are out there, and obviously uh, you've got kind of what has been termed the big three, I think, of Chandler Jones, Jamie Collins, and Dante Hightower in that front seven. What do you think are the most likely options? Because it seems to me that there's you know, maybe the potential to keep all three, but it's not the most likely scenario. Well, see, I actually think it's the big three, but I wouldn't. I would. I would put Malcolm Butler over Chandler Jones. Okay. All right. Um, I think that definitely can keep those three. Those three players. I am. I'm really interested in seeing what Olivier Vernon gets, a guy who was tagged from the Dolphins, because he may set what Chandler Jones gets, and if. What I'm hearing is right that he's getting maybe getting in the twelve to fourteen million dollar range. That he that Chandler Jones, you know, and if cap keeps on going up eight percent, that he that he might be too pricey for the for the Patriots. That they may want to just instead of, you know, they already have Gino Gino Grissom and Trey Flowers and Jamal Sheard. They may be better off extending Jamal Sheard and letting Chandler Jones go or tag on trade him next year. Miguel, um, some other moves that were made this week are on the defensive line, and you tweeted out today that you know they've only got you know Allen Branch, Dominic Easley, Malcolm Brown, Chris Jones, Kitchen, Falano coming back on the D line. Again, yep, that's a position that they're probably going to have to address. Do you see them f- for going the free agency route and trying to you know this is a deep defensive line class? Do you think that's something they'll try to do in the defensive line? See, that's the real interesting part is but they have Alan Branch. They got to pick up a bon- option bonus for him. They had to make a decision on him by 4 p.m. on March 9th. And they also have Akeem Hicks, who surpassed some Saliga on the depth chart during the 2015 season. So he's going to become a free agent. He's, probably, he's the best free agent the Patriots have this season, this offseason, excuse me. So I, I could see them, if they keep, if they keep Hicks, I can see them not picking up Branch and trying to and trying to get a defensive tackle in the draft. Um, there's always, I, I do think as I think their plan is if Brady gets older is to become be get a really build him and see follow the model that the Broncos did have a, a, a quality game manager like Peyton Manning. If he wants to, you know, what, what, 
hand quote um hand quotes around quality. Um it really wasn't as good that yet this year. But and then have the defense carry the team. Miguel so when really yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. When, when we talk about uh, looking at that that Patriots offense, obviously one of the issues this year was the offensive line. Is there enough room under the cap to get a number of those potential free agents in 2017 signed and bring in even just a mid-level offensive lineman, whether it's interior or right tackle, to try to solidify things a little bit? There should be enough room um, because some of the extensions, for example, they were designed high tower to an extension that would actually lower his cap number. So, and then if they were to also assign Jamal's here to an extension, they would lower his cap number. If they do decide to extend Chandler Jones this year, his extension would also lower his cap number. But they do have the cap room to create, to get go after an offensive tackle, or that's why I'm thinking they're going to go after in, in free agency more so than a, than a guard myself. Um, because they have so many people, so many guys, young guys on, on the team right now. So what I've been trying to figure out is who they would go after, except, you know, people have been asking me about um, Mitchell Schwartz from the Browns. I just think he's going to just – he's the right tackle. I just think he's going to get close to $10 million a year. I just don't think that's in that neighborhood. What about uh, when we talk about Chandler Jones? Um, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, you kind of feel he may be on the outside looking in. I know a lot of other folks out there have similar thoughts. Is he a guy that you think the Patriots look to move prior to the draft? Or, as we've seen occasionally, as teams get into camp and they, you know, a player goes down because of injury or so forth, do the Patriots end up moving him somewhere in training camp or, you know, in August as we're heading through the preseason? Oh, if they think I train him, I think the best time to do it would be before the draft. That's when his value will be at most because it, by the time training camp comes along, some teams would be either wouldn't be able to afford him. At this time, if you if you make the trade in April and late April, teams can do make create the room the need to to do so to make the room for for him. If it, by the time training camp comes, so you, you're limiting how many people can actually trade for him. So I, I would think that. They, they would try to trade him if they go trade him this year. It'd be before the draft. Miguel, in following the Patriots and how they've handled the cap over going on basically fifteen years now, mm-hmm. do they stand out as a team that's kind of been really smart with how they've allocated money, or do you think that there have been times when they've been a little bit unwise with how they allocate resources? Overall, they've been smart. They've they have made they're not perfect, so they have made some bad. Decisions in free agency, you know, being a daily as Thomas there, or tr- or trying to get a Chad Ochocinco at the end of his career, the Albert Hainsworth. You can, you know, those are few and far between. I think that they the biggest things I've seen from them. They change the structure of their contracts, and they also change how they approach players coming up to the second end of free uh, end of the rookie deal. It used to be that they wouldn't extend players, you know, so they would have. Um, but now they're doing that more and more often, and now they're changing the contracts so it's more the player has to kind of earn their money, so they they didn't follow the lead. Like the San Francisco 49ers were the first people to really put the 46 million active losses bonus as a general construct in the contracts, but the Patriots have taken up to the next level where they're the only team that has a punter and a kicker earning 46 million, uh, has to earn some of the money through 46 million active roster, roster bonuses. 
Miguel, if you're looking at the uh, current contracts on the Patriots and you had to pick out uh, a couple of your favorites, which deals do, do you look at and say this is you know the, the best deal on the roster for the Patriots, aside from Tom Brady, because we all know that Brady is playing at a huge discount to what he would earn on the open market. So excluding Brady, where do you rank some of the top deals they have signed currently? In order, Gronk, Edelman, Javi Javashian. In order, off the top of my head, because I, I never, it's a great question. <laughs> that that sheer deal last year, I look at that as, as being one of the best bargains they've ever gotten, just because you talk about the fact that for the last, really, eight to nine years, you have not seen a, a third pass rusher that the Patriots have been able to put forth, and just what it allowed them to do in terms of rotating players and giving different looks, it, you know, it really opened up a lot for them to be able to do there. Yes, and see, in, in my personal opinion, I think he's a better overall defensive end than Chandler Jones. So, but I love, that's why I love the deal. I should be, you know, but yes, I, yes. Whatever you what you said, it's so true. That's why I, I, I personally think he's better than Chandler Jones overall, but I think that's just my opinion. Do you find it interesting that you still see so much second guessing of how New England manages the cap? I remember back to. Uh, what was it now? Probably three or four years ago when Wes Welker was let go and the consternation there over Welker leaving. And then you see, you know, what happens to Welker is his career falls off due to largely concussions. And then you've got two players in Edelman as well as Amendola that are able to come in with greater longevity and replace that production. It, it still doesn't seem like New England really gets the benefit of the doubt when they let those popular players go, though. It's... The amount of second guessing the Patriots get astounds me. They've won four Super Bowls. They've been to several other AFC championship games. Obviously, they're doing something right. You could say it's Bill Belichick and, and Tom Brady, but it's also it's a big building. They focus on the depth of the team. I mean, they you know they were one of the teams that had a, a lot of injuries last year, and they still still within the chance one game away again for the Super Bowl. And they've been doing that since their focus on building a 53-man roster has been a focus of them since Bill Belichick has been there. That's been one of the constants. And I think that's one of the things I think happens to lead them to be master of the salary cap. They've been focusing on taking care of the players 46 to 53. They've always been um, some teams like the Colts of the 2000 and in the 2000s, and the Seattle Seahawks right now have a lot of this cap up on the in the top few players of the, of the team. It depend a lot and, and a lot on, on successful rookies and, the, and undrafted free, free agents. The Patriots believe, believe in a strong middle class. I mean, Miguel, both ways work, but I, I think the Patriots' way is more gives you a better chance over the long term. Miguel, spinning this forward a bit, um, let's look a year ahead from now. What's their salary cap look like for the 2017 year? And do you think well, they have, have very, to- Yeah, they have they're in good shape for 2017 because they have very few people signed. Oh, okay, <laughs> so well that's one that, way. Yeah, because um, so they have very few people signed. They're going to have a lot of free agents at the end of this year unless they reach some extensions. Um, so I think they're going to be in good shape. It really depends, especially. Geez, I hate to say this, but I expect them to get a three million dollar credit for Aaron Hernandez next year. So that's going to help them, you know. So that's going to, and so their adjusted cap is going to be a little bit three million dollars higher than 
and it's going to be, you know, so that's going to help them next year. Um, it is, it is. I just, I get, I get that question a lot about Amber Hernandez. So, but I, I think that they don't have, they don't have that many players signed. They're going to sign a lot of players this year, and then I'll, I'll have a better idea of how close they're going to come to the cap. But if the cap keeps on going up at eight percent, I don't see it as a problem for them going forward. So, Miguel, if uh, if anyone wants to read your work, where's the best place for them to do it? At patscap.com. My Twitter handle, like you said before, the intro is patscap. Outstanding, and I know you're uh, you're pretty active this time of year, getting everything updated oh as well. God, yes. it's, uh, it's, oh, yeah. it's probably like a second job for you. It's a hobby I love. It's a passion of mine. So, well, I can tell you, it's it's a great resource out there. We certainly appreciate it, and I uh, want to thank you again just for coming on with us today. It's been uh, phenomenal being able to chat with you on this. Thank you so much. All Thanks, right. Miguel. Miguel, we will talk to you soon. That is Miguel Benzon from PatsCap.com. As we said earlier, you can follow him on Twitter at Pat's Cap and make sure that you head over there uh, as we go through the next week of free agency, just because he's obviously going to be updating everything as we go. Yeah, definitely follow him. I mean, I'm sure all the Patriots fans that are out there that are listening to us that read Inside the Pollen know who Miguel is and the work that he does. But if for some reason you don't, Fix that and fix that right away because he does great work, you know, tracking the cap, tracking the moves that the Patriots make. I mean, it's just a phenomenal resource. Are there any other? I'm trying to think. There's no other team specific sites that are that detailed. I don't think I haven't seen any of you. No, I, I I haven't come across them. I know we had we had Jason on yesterday who really does a great job wrapping everything up just in terms of all contracts in the NFL. But in terms of team specific sites like that, I don't think I've seen any. I haven't. I'm checking right now, but I'm don't fall. Find anything. <laughs> yeah, good, good luck with that. Let's yeah. uh, let's go to our Twitter question. For oh boy, the day. here we go. Okay, uh, this one comes from our frequent Twitter question asker. Is that the word that you would use? That was question like the, tweeter. That was like our the frequent least, question tweeter. The, the least graceful intro I could possibly give there. This comes from one of our favorite Twitter. Wow, this is just awful. This comes from Michael Kist. Michael. And Michael, Michael asks, is Vernon Adams the ultimate sleeper of this QB class? Ultimate sleeper? I mean, he might be. I mean, I think what's interesting is, and partly it's a function of maybe it's the people that I follow and I interact with on Twitter, but there's been a lot of discussion this past week or so about Vernon Adams and you know, what he might add to an offense next year and his draft prospects. And partly it's because, I mean, I wrote an article, Justice Mosqueda wrote an article, Ben Naton wrote, wrote an article, like three people dropped Vernon Adams articles like the same day last week. I think that he's an extremely intriguing prospect. He's not a guy that um, he's going to, he's not going to go day one. I don't know if he'll go day two, maybe late third round. He's probably a day, you know, three guy, but Again, he's a guy that does some things nice with the football. Um, I think he's a very smart quarterback. He's, you know, somewhat, you know, he he can improvise when he needs to, but he can, you know, work within the structure of a play when he needs to. So he's a very intriguing prospect. Is he the most underrated, like, sleeper type? I don't know because there's some other guys that we've talked about, like, you know, uh, uh, Kessler or Hogan that aren't getting a lot of discussion right now. They're not – flashy sexy types but those are guys that might stick around in the league for you know eight or ten years there's some guys you know near the back of this class like Dallin Williams the quarterback from Dartmouth that not a lot of people are talking about at all but put up some big numbers ran a nice you know 
kind of complex offensive system, throws a nice deep ball. We had Emery Hunt on uh, last week or so, like, you know, talked about him. And Emery has dug into all these guys and spoke really highly of Williams. So Adams is among a group of guys that I think that are underrated in this class. And it's part of the reason why I love this draft class so much is it, you know, filled with high, you know, sexy guys at the top that you know are going to be surefire all pros and could start day one. No, but you get to that, like, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh guy in the class, and you can make an argument that they're going to be in this league ten years from now. So that's why I love it. And yeah, Adams is one of a couple of guys I consider that sort of underrated sleeper spot in this class. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. It's uh, it's weekend time, Mark. It's weekend time, man. It's, it's weekend time. It's always time. good. It's always a good feeling to be able to put the feet up and know that you can rest for another you know, eight hours and then you got to get back to watching tape because <laughs> there's so many other people grinding as well. But what's we do it because we love it. No rest for the weary. To all of our listeners, hopefully you enjoy a great weekend. We will be back on Monday. We do have a full week planned for you then. And also going to be announcing a couple special projects that are coming up pretty soon as well. Make sure you stick around so that you can get all the info on those. For Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield, we will see you next week on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. 